Well, hello, Balls of Magic. Welcome back to our podcast. My name is Alex, and I'm one of the hosts of How to Be Queer. Hi, Alex. Hi. My name's Kim. My pronouns are she, her. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. And we're married. We are. And we so run a podcast together. Delightful. <laughs> called How to Be Queer. Yep. And for those of you who might be tuning us with the, in, in with us for the first time, we are a completely unedited, um, which means you get all of our mess ups in here. We don't actually edit out anything we say. We are highly, highly, highly produced. <laughs> we are. But we talk a lot about what it's like to be queer in a world of hetero people with we, a lot of humor and snark. Yep. Because that's how we survive. Yep. <laughs> I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. We are going to talk about some surviving today. We are. We're going to... um give the shout out to out front magazine go check them out they're 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 loving on us and we love them i do really love them i really love the i really love what they do and yeah. i like them as people right same so they took a magazine that and we've had um we've had them on here so if you're interested in learning more about uh, maggie and addison mm -hmm. uh, check out that podcast i can't remember what we called it but it was really cool talking to them and just understanding, like they took this magazine that had been around for a really, really, really long time, like since the 70s. 1976, I believe. Or 73? Seven. Somewhere. Maggie will school Sorry, us. Maggie. Yep. <laughs> um, but I think that when I used to think of Outfront Magazine, it was like kind of for like gay white men. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with being a gay white man, but there's a whole lot more to our community than gay white men, which I have a total thought on after spending some time on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> about the gay white men and their feelings about the state of Florida. That was an interesting trip. Mm -hmm. So how are you, Alex? It's been, we've been doing these about once a month now has been our cadence. Like, how have you been? Tell everybody what's been going on with you. Um, I am really, um, someone asked me that yesterday. I'm like, I'm fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, lots it's, of, it's good when your wife tells you that <laughs> winning, <laughs> winning, um, yeah, I'm working at I'm a I'm a personal trainer. I'm working at, at Lifetime Fitness and um building clientele and getting to do the flow, which is what I I'm my challenge and my I'm I'm doing what I'm meant to do, coaching yeah. and training. Can you tell me a little bit because we were having this conversation and I think our listeners would be interested in it. You've been kind of like on an up and down roller coaster with Lifetime. And now yeah. recently you were like, it was like, it was meant to be that way because all the pieces have come to, to come together a little bit. Can you tell our listeners what you were, what we were talking about? Yeah. I meant, I think I mentioned it a little bit, you know, and, and I don't, it's like the hero's journey, mm -hmm. like the 12 step of, of, of the hero's journey that um, hopefully, you know, all of us kind of go through and, you know, I've been with lifetime for since 2000, since, well, since our club opened, which was 2009. And, um, it's really just been, I remember driving by the building when it was being built and being like that, that's, that's going to be a place I'm going to, I'm going to be for a long time. I just felt really drawn to it for lots of different reasons. And so, um, it's kind of like a second home to me mm -hmm. and, and fitness is a home to me as well. And so, um, we've just been doing this thing together for this, for a long time. And, and now I'm coming back in, um, different than, than who I was when I started there. And, um, it's just been really magical. It's just interesting to me because I, you know, working in the field of in inclusion and, and lifetime had not always been a great partner when it came to inclusion and they've done a lot of work and you've done a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And so to see you guys now together in this synergy seems it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, and the word that I've learned, learned from you through the work that you do is the co-responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's, it's both of us. Like I, so yeah, I had to do work. I kind of went away from things for a while and came back and they're, you know, they're doing work too. And, um, and we're just, it's aligning. And you had to have with the the general manager there, you had to, you guys had to have some really hard conversations. We did. And, and, you know, we just, we, we allowed ourselves to be vulnerable, you know, with each other, with how we felt about respected each other as, as humans, as people, and then kind of unpacking, um, a lot of our own experiences and allowing ourselves to be heard. And it just, as it does when you are honest and vulnerable, it just allowed the, the the connection to continue. Yeah, I think when when and I've been really um 
I'm just so happy for you because, you know, we, we, we've probably talked about this on, on this a lot. We've talked about it with people in our lives when you have that. Um, and I'm reading this book right now called designing your life. And they talk a lot about this in the, in this book, that if you get to the place where your passion and your personal mission is aligning with your skills yeah, and you have like this, this crossover, that's when you see just magical things happen in your professional life. And that's, it's cool. Cause I'm, that's what I'm seeing with you right now. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And you get up at like five o'clock in the morning to go and do this stuff there. And I'm like, I, I would not be happy doing anything at five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> but you're like, you're floating off every day. Like this yeah. is amazing. I, I, like, honestly, I was a little, you know, n- nervous at first. And I was like, oh, getting up at 5.15 every day. That's, I don't know how that's going to be. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You you can just do it. Yeah. They say that that's a sign of highly productive people. People think, that get up at 5.15 in the morning. Oh, well, and I'm genuinely like, you know, I, I really love what I do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so excited to get to go be with my clients and and um be in the space that I, I'm in. And it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love that, that I'm learning a lot from the designing your life book that they make you look at four areas of your life Okay, and it's, um, your health, yeah. your like joy, like kind of fun stuff, um, work and boy, am I failing at this book because I couldn't even tell you what the fourth one is right now, but I, there's some areas that I'm really high in and there's some area, areas I was like, Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> Kim, you might want to focus on some of this stuff, but I'm learning a lot from doing it. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into it because I'm always reading about 17 books at the same time, but we'll, I have a couple notes for, for people that, um, follow along with reading with me. Like I'll share just different, different parts of, of different books I'm reading and I'm starting to give them like a Q rating, like how queer friendly are they? Oh, I know. Okay. So, and I got like, a, and we're going to talk about a show that, um, today we're going to talk about on this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about Ted Lasso. And so if you, if you are like our friend, Andrea, who's like holding to watch some of them, like Andrea, this is not the one for you to listen to, because we're going to spoil some of it. (laughs) So spoiler, if you are behind in Ted Lasso, you might not want to listen or wait until later to listen to this one. But if you're, if you're caught up and you like it, like we do, but even if you don't watch Ted Lasso, we're going to talk about some interesting um, queer things uh, about Ted Lasso, Yes, which you would think on the surface is the most straight show ever. (laughs) It is. It is not. Well, and and real quick on the on the note of work, you know, to coming coming soon. This is this is my ad coming soon. I, I'm gonna, we're going to do an episode about um, wellness, health, queerness. Oh um, boy, all and, the things that make me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. What I'm learning at Lifetime about how 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 they model, you know, personal training, and it all aligns, and it's magical. So to be stay tuned for that so before we get to like the 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 happier stuff in our podcast which is talking about the the utter queerness that's coming out in ted lasso i wanted to talk a little bit because if you you know i think you would have to be living under a rock at this point (laughs) to not see the onslaught of anti-lgbtq legislation that's been coming through and specifically to our trans community and there's a couple that happened in the last week. We just, I wanted to just dig into a little bit to give folks some information Okay. because it, it, and also it, you know, inform myself, cause there's no, there's no way everybody can know everything. Um, but according to, and this is one of the, the statistics I got from the New York times, we're spending an awful lot of time talking about, um, our trans community within the LGBTQ. And we're, we're talking a lot about, there's just an onslaught of, anti-trans legislation right now. Mm-hmm. And just just for some facts here, there's about, and, and this is according to the New York Times, there's 1.3 million adults and 300,000 children in the United States that identify as transgender. So this is um, a very, very small minority um, of our population, and it has become a target for many, many laws, which are Republican-led um, state houses that really are just putting a lot of, of time into developing this anti-trans legislation. And we're talking about 1.3 million adults and 300,000 children. Pretty so small population. There's a really, really small part of our population. Um, and so, you know, it begs the question, well, why would we be spending so much time focusing on our LGBTQ community? And 
I'm sure like many people who listen to this podcast, because we don't have a lot of haters that listen to our podcast. I know we have a couple and they they like to, you know, send us emails and yeah. create like different email addresses. Like we're not going to figure it out <laughs> who they are. <laughs> um, trying to be still. Trying to be something like you need to come up with better tactics. Um, yeah. It's really easy to see sometimes when people are hating on you, the, the links that they'll go to create phony addresses to still hate on you to make it seem like there's lots of people. Nope, it's it's like, don't you have anything better to do with your time? I guess not okay. to listen to our little podcast. But most of what we get from from folks in our viewer mail is um is a lot of love. So thank you. We love you too. Yes, keep it coming. So let's talk about um one have, of the th- oh go ahead sorry oh, babe. And now I was just gonna pop in because you said you know about about the why and I have a couple I've couple um energetic reasons why give me why one of why. them. Well, you know, I, I tell, I tell, um, you know, we, we talk to our kids a lot about a lot of stuff and basically like I was talking to them about, um, you know, anytime anyone who doesn't have a sense of self is going to attack someone with a sense of self. Oh, cause it's terrifying, right? Yeah. It's terrifying when you see somebody that has it and you don't. Yeah. And so like, I see this happening on this mass scale in our country right now. And I'm like, you're, you're really that, um, afraid, afraid of your own, of your, of looking in the mirror that you're going to go after less than 2 million people in an entire country just to erase them because you can't, you're not like what wow okay well and not only that like trans people have always been here yeah this is not something new mm-hmm. um and that's one of the the things i love to when people be like oh my gosh it just seems like everything's about the transgender community i'm like they've always been here yeah we've always <laughs> been here and things are always you know anytime the truth is getting uprooted um any kind of like rut is getting zhuzhed up people it's just causes a lot of flurries. Yeah. So I, I, one of the things with, um, and I also think it's, it's really easy when, when you're backed by a political party to focus on, like you said, less than, less than 2 million people in our country when, I don't know, maybe you don't want to look at things like guns. Maybe you don't want to look at things (laughs) like, you you know, it's a really great distraction. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's multiple things going on in our country right now that are terrifying for me as a cisgender woman. Um, you know, you just look at the abortion and women's reproductive rights. There's a lot of weird, weird, weird shit going on, um, which is a lot about control. And that's a lot of what I see with our LGBTQ community. If I don't understand you, I want to control you or try to write you out of existence. Because it doesn't fit the narrative that's in my head that makes me comfortable. That. That. So <laughs> here's the one thing okay. though, that really kind of freaked me out. Because I, you know, like like most of us, you know, you're you're used to at different times throughout history, you get travel warnings about going to, you know, a, a, other places in the world of things as a traveler that you need to be aware of. I was trying to figure this out because this week, um, Equality Florida, which is an LGBTQ plus advocacy group, they um, released a travel advisory to caution individuals about risks for visiting or relocating to Florida. Um, So it's not just about LGBTQ. It's also the state's um, school censorship. I mean, they pretty much like all but like a band that you can't even have CRT or any type of, you know, I think it's African-American studies that they've banned. They've banned books. There's healthcare restrictions. There's just a, a shit ton of things that's been happening in Florida. Um, and but I don't remember ever having and I was trying to like look this up. And so if if listeners, if any any of you have information on this, I'd be really interested to hear because I couldn't find anything okay. where we had travel warnings coming from inside it's the, it's the call inside the house oh, right like right. i don't remember ever getting this so then it set me down this other rabbit hole where i'm like i wonder what other countries issue about traveling to the united states oh, right because yeah we're always in this state of mind of you know american you know a, a, a elitism and excellency and i'm like i wonder and so then i went down to this you know i was reading all this shit about what other countries say about coming here they really warn their citizens not to come here and yeah. say like you really need to be aware of the gun violence that exists in the united states so it was it definitely sent me down um down an interesting path but so there's now you know this group that's in florida is has issued a travel advisory of hey you might not want to travel 
um, to the state because the legislation on across a whole bunch of different issues is is not feeling safe. So then you'd, you'd swear I have nothing but time on my hands. Well, you process then, information very quickly too. So there's that. <laughs> Keep going. So then I was like, I'm going to just wander because when this um, advisory came out, I went over to, because I, I like, I love the TikTok and I love, you know, seeing like just everyday people. And so then I get on and it's this guy and he told, he said he was a guy. So I'm not making an assumption here. Okay. He said he is a gay man. Um, he's cisgender and he is on his TikTok talking about how I don't understand. Florida's great. I'm a gay man. I walk around here all the time. I can call the police. They come for me. I'm just, everything's wonderful. And these people are just overreacting. I know. And so I decided because I don't like, I refuse to argue with idiots on the internet. And so, or TikTok, I have a personal boundary when it comes to it. But I did go and I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh, honey, like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like to to to, to be an arrogant asshole, but I'm going to be an arrogant asshole on here. If you cannot see what is happening in Florida and you think because you and your cisgender gayness are walking around and you're totally fine. So everybody else should be fine, too. Like, oh, honey, is he a pink flamingo with his head in the sand? I think he is. <laughs> and he's like this nice looking white boy. And I'm like, have you thought to ask any people of color how Florida feels to them right now where history actually isn't being taught? And what do we know when we don't learn from history? Mm-hmm. We're doomed to repeat. Like, it's just all this shit. And it really pissed me off. And so then I had to get off TikTok and I was like, yeah. now I need to go be a pink flamingo with my head in the sand somewhere. <laughs> well, and and I, I saw on 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 TikTok there's um a, a trans man who lives in Florida. His name is Oliver, and he was very transparent about his experience. And he, you know, sometimes I, I like TikTok because sometimes I think people um get to where they are and they're like i need to share this and they just start and then they just hit the record button and just start talking oh, so it's just like super raw in that really, moment yeah it's really raw and i think that's what oliver did where he had just come back from his doctor's office and he was like so my doctor was able to give me medication and hormones until through july and then after that basically i don't know what like what i'm gonna do yeah. and i was it was heartbreaking and you know um so he was just kind of like being really honest with how it felt and that this is his life. Yeah. And um, he's scared for a lot of reasons as, you know, it's just, I don't even know where to, what else to say. It's really just. Well, I think, like, you know, for, for just being, you know, adjacent to this experience with you, you know, I think about the personal strength it took to just admit like, Hey, this is who I am world. And then to take the steps of, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to medically transition. I'm going to legally transition. I'm going to socially transition. Like you think about all of the courage that it takes to do that, to get to the point where now you've got the care that you need Cause it's not exactly easy, even right. in States that offer gender affirming care. Yeah. It's still not like, I mean, it's dealing with the U S healthcare system. Is this system easy <laughs> for anyone? Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's just not, it's, I mean, we, I just went through the surgery and thank, thank you, Alex, you've been managing like all the paperwork and stuff for me because here's like a little note about our marriage. I suck at the paperwork. <laughs> I suck at it. Like you manage all that shit. And I'm like, I can't, Alex, here. Like I'm a giant baby. I can't deal with any of it. So Alex is really, you're really good at doing that stuff. Yeah. Um, But I think about like the courage it takes for people to take all of these steps. Like you have to go, to, you have to go to therapy. You have to have a therapist sign off on this. You have to go through medical appointments. Mm-hmm. You have to go through name chain projects. Like there's so much that you have to go through to say, Hey world, here I am. Just to be yourself. Just to be yourself. Yeah. This person gets there, gets the 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 medications, everything that they need, and then has to hear from their doctor, like, I can only, I don't know what's going to happen after July. Yeah. Like, that's a fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, these are human beings. Mm-hmm. I know. I want to be like, is is there like a mail order option? Like people can start to get it from other states. Like, I don't know, but we should look into that and see. I mean, I was ready to tell the person to come like, what can we send you? Can we just send you what you like you're saying? Yeah. Like, could we? But again, like it's dealing with the U.S. healthcare system. The other thing that really irritates me is when people will say things like, well, just don't live in Florida. 
And I want to be like, okay, Karen, can we talk about how that's just not like, didn't, haven't we debunked this at this point that like, you cannot expect in this economy, Mm -hmm. depending on jobs and maybe you've got family or you've been there your whole life or also that you can, you should be able to live wherever you want to fucking live. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to be like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to move because who's, how is it easy to move? Who's it easy to move? I mean, we did start this country with the intention of being a free country i mean we did by a bunch of white dudes who had enslaved people and wouldn't let women vote well you know (laughs) right we called it a free country when it really was completely built on the backs of other people i have to tell you i had this really funny and i maybe i shouldn't say this because i've had a couple people from work tell me that they like really love our podcast okay (laughs) and i'm like on here i talk about shit that sometimes in work i'd be like i don't know if i should share But we let have, it fly, Kimmy. We have a problem. I'm just gonna note that anybody at work that listens to me on here too, and you see me in work, like we're probably friends at work, so nothing I'm gonna say is gonna be super shocking. Yeah. But we have a project at work called um. It's I, I won't say the name of the project, but essentially what these people do is they archive like all our old, because the, the the station that I work for has been around since you know like I don't know fifty some odd years. Yeah. And so they you know, make sure, and it's a really cool project to make sure that everything, because it's a, it's a living history, right. Of things that have happened around the state. And I had a conversation with one of our volunteers on it, where we're doing this really cool project where we're starting to stream like a lot of our archived pieces that we did. Okay. And, you know, there's a component of this where you do need to, you know, kind of see like, Hey, are we just perpetuating harm by putting the same stuff out that totally. we didn't, right? Like you, you kind of want to go back and you know, I've looked at some of our old episodes and, you know, my favorite one was that we did this one about the Stanley hotel, Yeah, which the Stanley hotel has a really interesting, you know, history, but it also is, is, is a space that is really sacred to the indigenous people that lived there. Yeah. And I noticed in one of the episodes, like at the time when they did it, they were just like throwing up random pictures of like indigenous folks and not necessarily checking, like, is this from, are these people Ute or yeah, where that, yeah, just didn't, you know, and listen, when you, when you know better, you do better, which right. is kind of our stance at work, mm-hmm. but we can't just keep putting out the same episodes without the without the repair of like, in the acknowledgement of, Hey, we may not have done the best job with this episode. So here's how we've updated it, it to accurately reflect history. So one of the volunteers looks at me when I was like, well, what steps are we taking to ensure? Like, we're not just putting out information that's going to be harmful or incorrect. Like we need to acknowledge and repair this. And she just looked at me like I would have, like, I just told her her baby was ugly. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know how when you get that look from someone where you're like, they feel like you just called my baby ugly. And I'm like, I'm not only calling your baby, your baby might be a little racist too. Like, I don't know. (laughs) She gives me this look and I'm like, oh, do I shut up or do I double down? And I'm like, I'm in a double down mood today. So <laughs> I'm telling her, well, it's, you know, listen, let's just like build this into the process, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Our, our person that's, but that's running content was like, yeah, like, that's actually a really cool idea. And this is how we can do it. Well, the, the volunteer was still shooting me. You called my baby <laughs> ugly death rays, like from across the conference table. And then she says to me, well, I don't understand. Why would we be changing this? And I'm like, well, because it's important to our communities. Like when our communities say to us, like, hey, you missed this. We listen. Yeah. And she, I shit you not, Alan, (laughs) the things that people say and the ways that we tell on ourselves, she looks at me and says, but I don't understand. Like who's checking that community. It could just be one person saying this and it's not accurate of history. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, I'm just going to let her go for a little bit. I'm actually just curious to see how far we go. Then she tells me, and you know, they're coming for Thomas Jefferson too. And I look down at my list and I'm like, oh, right. Cause we did one about Thomas Jefferson. She probably worked on it and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, look here, I'm like, Thomas Jefferson, you mean the man that had Sally Hemings enslaved in his house, had all of these children, never recognized them, said that he didn't have a male heir and basically used those people to build Monticello, which we call a national treasure. That one, (laughs) she doesn't like me. Just another day at work. <laughs> anyway, and we're totally off, top, off topic. Folks, meet Kim Salvaggio. This is why no one likes me. Oh. This is why I have no friends. <laughs> That's not true, but you know, anyway. 
It's a little bit true. That's why I hide in our house and I don't go anywhere. I've completely removed myself from social media. My parents still like me. <laughs> no one else. It's fine. Okay. I'll get over it. Okay. Okay. So I'm also going to ask you to revisit a little bit of um, is something here with me because you know, in addition to being told that Thomas Jefferson, that she couldn't believe that people were coming for him yeah, um, and that we have uh, advisories just don't go to Florida. And we've got the cis gay white men in Florida being like, what are you talking about? Everything's fine. Things are not fine. <laughs> we also had the U.S. House pass. Um, they passed the passage of uh, of 734, which if you are unaware of 734, this is what bans. It is a federal ban of transgender and intersex girls and women for participating in sports. Now, before, you know, anybody like freaks out and thinks that this is actually going to come into law, the Biden administration has strongly opposed the House passage of 734. Um, and they have said openly in statements, like if this ever reaches Biden's desk, he is going to veto it. It doesn't change the fact that it's an incredibly ignorant and hateful um, piece of legislation. I I don't I worry about what it means when people hear that this passed, but I don't actually worry about it taking t t taking effect federally. Mm -hmm. Now, state-wise, that's a whole other story of what your state legislature is going to do. But Alex, do you remember a couple months ago, or maybe it's been a year ago now, we talked about why this is just so fucking stupid mm -hmm. to ban transgender girls and intersex girls. And so because you are my fitness and body <laughs> and all the ways person here, can you remind people again why this is so fucking ridiculous? Well, there's so many angles to come in. Um, on this, I think, you know, especially when we're talking about children, like, you know, elementary age, even, even, um, even middle school and high school, but, you know, the, the benefits of, of all people doing, having access to fitness and exercises really goes beyond it. It's so all encompassing of like our health and, but people get really hung up on the gender piece and that you're literally saying like, I was reading something where, you know, this woman was talking about um, being so concerned that a transgender girl was on her daughter's um, um, like soccer team, baseball team, something. Yeah. One of the teams and, you know, sh that, that the transgender girl would have such an advantage because she was born assigned male at birth and all these things. And I'm like, are you, and my, you know, my ego asshole at first one wants to be like, are you, are you stupid? Like you really, you know, let's compare like eight year olds. Like they're <laughs> yes. oh. like their bodies pretty much look the same and there's no hormones happening like and then <sighs> there's no um ph physiological benefit to i mean if take like a transgender you know woman who's taking estrogen like her testosterone levels were already lower it just doesn't. I know it doesn't I hope that make sense. No, I mean, and we've talked. And so, if you're interested in learning more, Alex and I did an entire episode about this because Caitlyn Jenner, who girl, you know better, and she yeah, was called out, See You in Hell, Caitlyn Jenner. See You in Hell, Caitlyn Jenner, which I believe is one of our most popular podcasts that we did. I mean, you really want to see my blood boil? Like, talk to me about Caitlyn Jenner. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is no no scientific data or 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 information anywhere mm -hmm. that shows that a transgender girl has any type of athletic edge to in sports and you know and people will throw out all sorts of like gotcha ones and i'm like okay again we are talking about 300,000 children in the united states who identify as transgender how many of them do you think are athletes and how many of them do you think are competing at a level where we're not talking about like our Saturday morning and, you know, the, the parent volunteers on the sideline for a soccer game, like your kid's not going to play. Yeah. Like we're not like, so all you're doing is taking these kids who just want to run outside 
and like kick a ball around and have fun with their friends. Like those are the kids that you're saying they can't play. Yeah. And that's what, and, and what it really is, 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 is it, the parents end up telling on themselves Ooh. that what they are more concerned about is that their kids team winning and really and they're no <laughs> right yeah fuck off with yourself this is about children having fun playing and in case you adults have forgotten how to play life <laughs> or play a game like they're the the social emotional psychological um physical benefits to play are outweigh who whose body is what like they need they all need that space regardless of their gender to just play and and now let's go to the um the the position of putting a transgender girl on a boys team oh for heaven's sake like you want to talk about putting her in harm's way you were talking about psychological damage psychological damage identify with a gender that is not theirs yeah and so like last week i listened to um we can do hard things where on the episodes with with glennon and abby where abby talked about you know her her journey through soccer and more of her own story which we don't really get to hear much because it's a lot of a lot of it's about glennon which is fine but whatever i loved getting to hear all about abby and abby talked about being a girl um growing up because she just played the way she played right and the fact was the reality was she felt very you know ostracized and because she was just doing what she did well which was play soccer and so that automatically put her it happened to put her at the category because you know um we elevate boys as teams over girls as teams that she played with the girls. Now, if she had identified, if she, if she was a trans boy, um, you know, that would have been a whole different thing. But she was like, well, it was almost like I'm a girl getting to play on the boys team. It, it was this whole, oh, like, so layers. fascinating, right? Like, so in that, that is part of what is interesting to me about this legislation is because what the people that are in support of this ban are, is they talk all the time about title nine. We don't want to take opportunities away from our girls. And of course I don't either. I was, a, I was a, I was a kid athlete. I was a girl's athlete. I played, yes, I played all the stereotypical lesbian things. I was a field hockey player and a softball player and a basketball player. I sucked at all of them, but I still loved it. I yeah. loved playing because, you know, I was a kid and the psychological <laughs> benefits for me being on a team was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but with title nine typically, and, and we did have to create title nine because of what you just said, right? We, we constantly elevate the importance of boys and athletics and we, we did not do the same for girls. We still don't do the same for girls. Yeah. So the, the people that are in, in favor of the ban is aside from being completely ignorant and transphobic, they want to support girls in sports, which is a, a it, you should want to support girls in sports, but you're talking about putting all of your energy into a ban of transgender girls who have no, there is no, there is no physical benefit. There's no research. You cannot find a shred of anything that is going to say that these trans girls have an edge. And you know what? Go fucking look up the swimmer who everyone was like losing their shit over. She came in fucking fifth place. Mm -hmm. So like, stop, just fucking stop. Yeah. So it's the ignorance of it of, and yes, we should want to protect girls sports, but you're talking about like, you're, this is when we talk about turfs, right? Which yeah. is what JK Rowling is always talking about. And, and if you don't know what turfs is, we can do a whole episode about turfs, but it's essentially, it's, it's feminism with the exclusion of trans women because they don't consider trans women, women. Right. And I, I don't know how many people have to keep explaining this for people to get out of their lens of hate and into trans women are women. Oh yeah. TikTok people get so pissed off when I talk about the definition of cisgender versus transgender. I and, I'm, and I'm like, I, I just have to stop because I'm beating my head against a wall. So anyway, this anyway. bill, this bill, the house passed it. You you're going to hear more and more and more about it. You know, we shouldn't have to hear this because every time a, a, a trans girl or trans warrior, or anyone in the trans community, or I don't know, anybody with fucking feelings hears about this, it hurts. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I reached out, we have a, we have a, a number of trans 
friends and people in our lives because, you know, we're a part of a, a community that um, you, you tend to stick together. Yeah. And so two people in particular, they're, they're friends of mine. They both identify, um, one identifies as a trans woman, the other is a trans mask individual. And they're both younger than me, like 20 years younger than me. And so I don't know, I guess I feel a little bit like my, you know, I don't have a, t- I have a lot of maternal instincts towards my own kids, mm-hmm. but I don't t- like Deanne uh, who lives across the street always jokes that whenever I would have to do things with like the preschool, like I was allergic to the kids in there. <laughs> So I'm not like overly maternal or overly like protective of, of, of kids. I mean, I'm protective of kids. You know what I mean? But I'm not one of those like super nurturers. Um, but with these two folks, individual I- individuals, I've, I reached out to both of them and I was like, I, I just want to know that you're, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Can I help you in any way? Do you need mm-hmm. someone to listen? What do you need? And maybe it is because they're younger Yeah, that I worry, like maybe not as, they haven't had all of the years to like, I don't know, I guess maybe I look at you and like you had years to come to, to terms with a lot of this to get really solidified in who you were before the world was going to continuously tell you not to be. So I checked in with both of them. You know, they both independently said the same thing to me. What was that? That they were just terrified. Mm-hmm. They were terrified that somebody was going to like physically harm them, that they were going to be because we're just watching this constant dehumanization. Mm -hmm. And if we know anything from history, when we do dehumanization, that's when we do atrocities to one another Mm -hmm. because we've somehow in our brains decided that this is less than human. Right. Um, And so both of them, it was the same word, which really struck me. They both were like, I'm terrified. I'm terrified that some type of harm is going to happen to me. I'm terrified to leave my house. I'm terrified to be out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in my own experience, like I felt terrified, but didn't know I was terrified mm-hmm. because of the the stuff that I saw in in movies and stuff. But I can't. I mean, I'm 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 somewhat, so to speak, on the other side. But yeah. to, but to be someone who's kind of just coming into this now, and you know, I've talked about how I watched the movie Boys Don't Cry and kind of you know stuff shove some shit back down but to then have it in the news like literally in your face all and it like it's just overt like um i don't know what i'm trying to say just just that it's it's um is it is it better that the hate is actually on full display so you can at least like see it i think so versus the way then, I then grew it's up, the, 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 the hidden where you don't know that what you're going to walk into. Right. Cause then I had to, to realize like, Oh, I'm being hated for who I am. And I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And now I hate myself because of that. Right. And then I had to like go in purposefully and like, you know, reclaim myself and do a lot of inner work and be like, no, 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 no. You're like, you're going to be okay. I guess that's maybe too with, with, with the, the younger, the younger, the young folk, um, they're both, uh, they, I'm pretty sure they're Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just kind of, I just looked at them and I thought, you know, one, one is a woman of color and I'm looking at her and I'm like, and I understand, like, I understand the data that yeah. in particular trans women of color, there's not a high survival rate. There's not a long life expectancy here because yeah. of the violence that is, is done. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, and she's the most beautiful soul. And she's walking around terrified for her life. Yeah. Can I read you like three sentences from, I'm reading this book called Decolonizing Wellness, um, a QT BIPOC centered guide to escape the diet trap, heal yourself image and achieve body liberation. And there's this on page 24, uh, it's by Dr. Dahlia, or I'm sorry, not a doctor, uh, Dahlia Kinsey, RD and um, LD, registered dietitian, licensed dietitian. Um. So she says, um, racism is the ultimate pre-existing condition. Mm. In fact, the impact of racial trauma on on the cellular level is immeasurable. Mm -hmm. Telomeres cap and cap and protect the ends of chromosomes and are a fundamental part of cell division. As telomeres shorten in response to chronic stress, cell reproduction is a compromised in tissue is compromised in tissues age telomere shortened over time. Um, basically just saying like at the DNA yeah. chromosome level, like that chronic stress and um, so that it like, like the intersection of being, of, of being 
a person of color and trans, like you are. Yeah. It's trauma. It's trauma. Yeah. Well, and, and like just acts of violence at an alarming rate. Yeah. So we're, we'll, we'll, we'll move on and, and keep, um, keep doing anything that we can, I guess, to use our podcast to bring light to. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes like I I was, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it because, you know, I'm, I'm a a lesbian, but I'm a white lesbian. Um, I am married to a person um, that identifies as transgender. And one of the things that, you know, I, I take this myself and I also just, I have to say it for, for those of you that listen this, because we're talking about a community in particular with all the the legislation that is so specifically targeted to our trans population, which again, 1.3 million adults, 300,000 children. If you're an ally, you have to stand up and you have to use your voice. Mm-hmm. You, you just have to, you cannot, we cannot um, expect that this, this community is, is going to be able to fight back in ways to change this legislation like you you need we really really need allies now you might be sitting back and i talk about this all the time on here how do you know when you're aligning with allyship rather than being performative allies it is about the activism that's what you're focused on right so it's it's you know find those organizations that are the experts in this and find a way to support them um performative is when you're focused on yourself you're mm-hmm. like oh but look at me i'm the activist look at what i'm doing that's when you're in performative because you're making it about you you want to be an ally you want to focus on the activism there's a lot of places that are doing a lot of really good activism around this and allies like they need you like the the level of hate of targeted. And we've talked about it so much on this podcast over the years. Like this is purposeful the way that it is overwhelming and that it's in so many States and it's so many pieces of legislation. This was planned. This, what this Mm -hmm. didn't just happen. You don't get nationwide hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bills. It it doesn't just coincidentally happen. It was targeted to happen this way where it overwhelms and it just creates this month, this, this like monster in the room that nobody can, can avoid. And like, that's there's, this isn't the only monster in our country right now, but it's a pretty big one. So allies, you got to focus on the activism and you got to support like they, the community needs you. Yeah. And also think of, you know, like, you know, remember allyship when you kind of start to open your eyes to what's happening around you, like it's not a light switch. Like it's not a black and white kind of like, okay, today I'm an ally. Like you're literally like, it's one you're, you're, you're making a decision, a conscious decision for the rest of your life every day to show up, to fall on your face, to stand back up again, and to learn all the things you need to learn in order to, to, un, to, 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 um, take it down from the inside out. Yeah. And, um, so I guess I just wanted to say that cause it's like, I know we talk a lot about in, 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 in the work you do, the, the perfectionist, you know, yeah, I mean, that's the ways that we can be like, well, I'm going to do this perfectly. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not this at all. Like just, well, cause that would be making it about yourself. Yeah. Right. And it's just, it's just not. Um, and so, I say this as like a, a white woman who I, I de- deconstructing my own views on perfectionism is a daily practice for me. Yeah. I fall on my face all the time with it. Yeah, same. Um, all the time. It's, you know, I, I use this expression a lot. It's baked into the air around me. So if I'm not thinking about it, that means I'm going along with it because that's what it takes to kind of deprogram my own brain. So for, for those of you who listen to this and you're like, well, I want to step in, but I'm really worried about getting it right. And blah, 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 blah. Like I, I, I hear you. And there is a lot of things that you can do that you can research on your own to understand how to step in. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be even big things. Sometimes it's just, Hey, did you know their pronouns are this? Yeah. Or, hey, you know, I feel like that might not feel good to this person over here. Like there's things that you can do on the interpersonal level and there's things that you can do on the structural level. Structural right now, I'd be like, look up some organizations and if you got any extra dollars, send it. Yeah. And with with that said, like I would I would say what I say to my fitness classes is like, do the best you can with the body and brain that brought you in here. Yeah. And um, meet yourself where you're at. And Yeah. Is you want to talk about some like fun <laughs> stuff now? Yeah. So fun stuff. So we've been watching Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. Yes. So listen, people, this is your like spoiler alert 
like don't listen and then don't yell at us that you spoiled it this is your <laughs> this is your warning so we were so in ted lasso if you've been watching along there is a character who is on the team who we get a little his name's colin and we get a little picture uh, or a little scene of him and his boyfriend mm-hmm. kissing in an alley and then trent walks by and sees it and here's what i found interesting I saw that scene and I was like, this is a big fucking deal that they're putting a queer man or gay. I I think in this episode, he did use the words gay for himself. Like, this is a big deal that we have a queer character on the football team. And a lot of straight people I've said that to, they're like, I don't understand why that's a big deal. So guess what I did? You looked up what was happening in England with football. Um, America, British football. So let me just tell you why it's a big deal, because it is a big deal. So um, queerness in sports and fitness it is usually acceptable for women to come out and gay as gay in sports, but not men. Yeah. Shout out to Abby and Megan, who I believe are part of the reason why I came out. We'll talk about more that more later, Alex. Okay. <laughs> um, because sports is off in the, the microphone or on the microphone. <laughs> My parents listen to this. Okay, okay, but because sports is already rooted in patriarchal narrative, um, it, there's this narrative that women just want to be more like the men, right? Yeah. And so it's fine that Abby Wambach is like, although when Abby Wambach and Megan, when they won, I think it was like the World Cup or something, and they like ripped their shirts off and yeah. ran around in their, in their sports ball, people were fucking horrified. Oh my God. I, hopefully our listeners remember that because I'm like, Jesus, that went south quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, because men do that all the time, but God forbid a woman be seen, you know, doing that because it wasn't ladylike. Oh I don't even God, fucking know. Boobs in a sports bra. <laughs> so sports allows men to have appropriate touch on the field, hugging. Yeah. A little, you know, crying, piling, wearing spandex. No one calls them wussies or other derogatory names. Um, but if you were to do that off the field, it would be different. So here's what I found super interesting is that in the, um, in, and I don't, I'm, I'm not like a, uh, huge football, I'm an American football fan. So a lot of what I started looking at was around American football, but in, um, the premier league, mm-hmm. there are no out players. There's only one out player. In the Premier League, you know, there's more. Well, of course, you get, right? Like, <laughs> no, yeah, right. So I'm like, oh, okay. And so this is, but if you're a straight person, you're not necessarily thinking about the fact that these players have to stay closeted. But if you are a queer person, you're like, well, there's statistically speaking, yeah, there's some gay people on these teams, mm-hmm. but there's only one out player, which is why I was like, well, this is actually kind of really cool that they're, they're depicting this in Ted Lasso. Um, and so the tiny bit of queerness that's coming in, I was like, well, this is great. And so then of course I was like, well, what happens in American football? Do we have, and I know we've had a couple, I think there's been two players in the NFL that have come out as, as queer one is Carl, and he is the only out player right now in the NFL. One player is out. Again, doesn't mean that there is another, but there's only one out. Um, Carl Nassib, who guess what? What guess what college team he played for? Alex, Penn State. Of course he did. <laughs> Penn State's the best. Um, so it just if you're watching Ted Lasso along, like it's actually a pretty big deal that they have decided to give this a narrative and a storyline of a closeted. And he's saying all the things like in the, in the last episode, he's like, I want to be able, when I see my teammates, when we win a game and they run into the stand and they kiss and hug their girl, their girl, like, I want to do that too. I want to kiss my fella. I want to kiss. I want to kiss my fella. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you do. And I hope you do. But I was like, go Ted Lasso for actually calling out the fact that this is happening in the premier league. It is happening in the Mm -hmm. NFL. These men are continued to, to almost be forced into this hetero mm-hmm. world and they're, they're not, they're just not. Yeah. So I was, I don't know. I was kind of loving that. Are you liking Ted Lasso? Like, do you like that storyline? Oh, I, yes, I'm, a am there are um, only a handful of shows that I'm like, really like, I feel like I, I live in the world with them. Some like, I yeah. really, like, do you feel like Ted. you live in the world with Ted? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, and now Keely, who's in the show, like she's got, and we, you and I call, totally called oh, it. Oh, I'm like, they're going to totally they're make gonna out. Totally make out. We were sitting there watching it and, 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 you know, maybe other people were like, oh, and you and I were like, fucking finally <laughs> girlfriend. And she's go, gay. Go, go. So I love, I love that storyline for Keely. And I'm telling you, ever since I saw Jack, I was like, oh, okay. I see where we're going here. Yeah. Well, then Roy was like, I think Keely has a girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, as much as I love Roy, um, I love that character, but I'm like, yeah, like she, she, Keely is, is with Jack, who, and if you don't watch Ted Lasso, Jack is a woman. Yeah. And I, and I loved how like Roy, and again, if you're less, if you watch Ted, you haven't caught up, you can, we've given you enough warnings. Yeah. (laughs) But that Roy is like this Oscar the Grouch kind of like, he tries to, he doesn't even try. He doesn't even like, try to be not not who he is I love him. and that's what makes him so um amazing and and lovable is that on the outside he's like fuck off which is what i like about him but then he loves the people his people so much and he said he says this to, about keely to um jamie right to, to jamie with like a lot of love like right i loved it's, it's almost like he loved keely and now he's he loves Keely so much he's gonna let Keely go be Keely. Yeah. And and wow, Keely has a girlfriend and I love her and she's I love her to go be herself. Yeah, I just I just felt that coming out of Roy. Yeah, I just good for I, you, Roy. I, I, yeah, I, Roy is probably my favorite character yeah. on on Ted Lasso. I just there's something I think maybe it's because he he is so grumpy and sometimes I feel like that is my inner voice. <laughs> but I'm like, wow, everyone would really hate me. <laughs> they knew. I have a lot of people that say shitty things about me sometimes because of the work that I do. Mm. Yeah, which is interesting. I'll share one of the things that came out and we do these, you know, three, I don't know, some type of like engagement survey and people can say like whatever they want about you. Yeah. And the most recent one I got was someone said um, that my department, we only care about you if you're a person of color or if you're queer. And if you're a white person, we don't care about you at all. And that's white privilege. And that our DEI department is, I believe the word that was used for me was militant. Oh, and I was like, you know, this is not the worst thing I've ever been called. So you got to try harder. <laughs> but sometimes my inner voice is like Roy, where I just want to be like, fuck off. It's like, oh, that's cute. You thought you were going to hurt my feelings. Oh, okay. Geez, you got to come at me with more than being militant. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Okay. But a couple other queer things that if if folks are. And so I want to say one more thing about the, because the, I swear to God, everything I read or watch, we somehow are getting like much more representation now, which I've said repeatedly is like, a, that that's a huge thing, right? Because if you yeah. were growing up in Gen X and you only saw queer characters, like everyone hated them or they died in some like horribly violent way. Like it's nice to see queer characters thriving, but I'm also feeling like it's got to feel organic and right. Not just like everybody's best friend is, is some fabulous gay guy. Like, yeah, you know, it's got to feel a little bit more organic, but a couple things that um, I'm just going to give some recommendations of things that I've read that I'm like, Ooh, I'd give this like a good queer reading rating. Um, this, uh, the house in the middle of the Cerulean Sea, I may have the title wrong, sorry, but I just referred to it as Cerulean Sea. That book is queer as fuck. And I loved it. And so if you, especially if you have young readers at home, like YA books, Cerulean Sea is a really good one. Um, Olga dies dreaming, which was, um, this book that is about, um, it's, it's also a lot about the history of Puerto Rico, which Mm -hmm. I freaking loved reading about. Um, and there's a lot, there's some closeted queerness in it, but it's just really, really, really good book. Okay. Then I read tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow. There's not like a ton of queer shit in this one. Definitely a little bit. We've got some, we've got some organic, um, queer characters that come in, but this is also in the world of gaming. Okay. So, um, I give this recommendation. If you played Oregon trail as a kid, Mm. you will, you will probably love this one. I've just started this other book called Hey, beautiful. And yep, some queerness just popped in and I, and I love that. Um, I'm always reading. So these are just some of the books I've been reading lately, but you want to talk about what is our, our, you want to tell everybody about our, because there's queerness in this one too. What's our night, night time show now? Like the show we watched before bed ghosts. And it is about a couple that the, the, the wife inherits this big 
like kind of manor mansion Mm -hmm. and um um oh sorry we have kids going somewhere good Um, they're fine yeah so and then so she long story short she gets a head injury and then all of a sudden she can see ghosts and it's fucking amazing it's easy it's like positive it's it's funny it's heartwarming and there's a really awesome like they never necessarily you but this character kind of comes out over time in the show um so it's got that queerness factor which you and i are fucking dying at some of the things Mm -hmm. in there but this i think is a great show to watch maybe this is a good one for other folks out there where it's like when you're dealing with the heaviness of the of the world and Mm -hmm. all this legislation and how and and just all the shit like this is our night night time right now yeah i mean there's other things for night night time but this specifically is like it's going to put you in a good space before you fall asleep. Yeah. After spending so much time where LGBTQ characters are, were, were depicted as, you know, monsters or killers or yep, crazy kind of, kind of predators. Yeah. Or create um, mentally um, ill. It's really um, breathtaking to see characters who they're you know for lack of a better word like it's like they're normal i can just i can see yeah i can see like media is trying to normalize us it's just just living um i guess as a trans person of course i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up on that what i am seeing it's a lot of cisgender gay which is totally fine because i also understand that we gotta start somewhere yeah and 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 just to see queer representation in an entirely new light and window is really um healing and then you know over time because a lot of these characters uh, again are yes we'll maybe we'll start to kind of weave in the complexities then of of gender too it's it's a good step totally it is a good step but that one in particular like i just i don't know there's something that feels really organic and lovely about it yeah it is that yeah so, so we 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 promise that we're going to be on a little bit more of a regular schedule yeah. now with our podcast. I know we've got some authors coming on, and and we just looked at each other, and I'm like, so we go and read that. I got to read that book, right? Oh yeah. What is it? Uh, we're, we'll save it for our. I think it's the eighth, May eighth. We're interviewing. Do I have that date right? Yes. Okay. So just for our listeners, just know we we're we're getting our shit together. We've had an interesting year. Yeah. We had a really interesting year. We'll just do it later. But I had surgery. You kind of, you know, we're starting a new job. Um, We've been a little bit out of touch with you all. And so I think we're ready to like get back on the regular here, huh? Well, in in the world of of energetic and spiritual guide, you know, a karmic cycle ended. Fucking love you. I just, I don't even get this stuff. And you have to explain it to me all the time. Yeah. Massive, you know, this collective. Um, a new cycle of life has one ended and one is beginning again, which is going to go to like 2020 or 20, like 44. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I can feel it. I know you feel it too. Like it is, you're not forgetting where you were, but your eyes are just forward and everything is just shifting. Yeah. I mean, on a personal, super personal note, which is all this podcast is. It's just all the random shit that flies through my head all the time. I don't know why anybody listens to this. I really don't, <laughs> but y- y'all keep coming back. So I think for on a personal note, I had a really, I had a really hard time January to um, probably like maybe just the last two or three weeks. I started to feel different. It just life sucked. I was really, really, really struggling. Um, it wasn't just the surgery. Um, I just had some changes happen in my life and I had to see some things that, um, I needed to see. I had to have some relationships change. Um, I talked a lot about in the beginning of the year, getting the 10 of swords card, which basically is a, is a person laying on the ground. And at least in the, I use the modern witch tarot cards. Um, and you know, it depicts a woman laying on the ground and there's like 10 swords piercing her. And, um, that was really how I felt at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been a four month. So I appreciate our listeners kind of sticking with us that I haven't been on here on the regular. And there were days, Alex, that I would look at you and be like, I know we need to get to this. I know we're getting listener mail. I know that we're getting people that are like, hey, I want to come on your podcast or people bumping into me or, or saying like, I love your podcast. Where have you been? Yeah. And, um, you know, 
we tell you tell people all the time, like, just be where you're at. Like, I'll be honest, January to April, like I was not in a good place and it almost would have felt like, I don't know what I would have been putting out into the world, getting on the microphone. Yeah. And, and what is, what is true will always align when, you know, the people that are list that listen will always, we're always here. They'll always be here. It'll always align when it's meant to be. Yeah. And so for a couple months, it was not meant for me to be on a microphone. Yeah. We had some healing to do. Well, and I had to take a giant sword that was, you know, in my neck and like literally pull it out. Um, And it wasn't one that I expected. And I'm not trying to be vague for any reason other than like, it wouldn't mean anything to our viewers, even if I shared what I determined the sword was. Um, I mean, I'll just leave it. It was a really toxic relationship. Yeah. And I had to, I had to, to cut it and say, nope, this isn't, this isn't serving. And my, and Juliet, our daughter asked me about it. Like, and I kind of explained it to her that you there, I do believe that relationships do come into your life and they go. Mm -hmm. And even when they go, it doesn't mean that the relationship for a long period of time wasn't a really, really good one. Yeah. Or that there wasn't value to it. There wasn't value to it. But for whatever reason, sometimes you do have to just know when to say this, this isn't serving anybody anymore. And, um, I had been feeling it for probably a year. And then in, you know, the beginning of this year, it was time to, it was, you know, I got that card and I was like, yeah, this is true. This is actually how I've been feeling. I've been feeling like I've been stabbed by about 10 swords and it's time to start pulling them out. Mm -hmm. And so some of the swords I knew some, I didn't. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was just a, a process that I'm still processing. Well, and I think it's really cool in that, on that, on that, that I process of when, when you do something for yourself, when you, when you do something intentional and purposeful to take care of yourself and in the way that you did where you, you know, you, um, and we talked about it, we, you had the surgery, like it just allows some stuff to come through Mm -hmm. and, um, which was really, um, necessary and healing. Yeah. So I do feel as far for listeners, not that you give a shit how I feel, but, um, I do feel, <laughs> I, I feel that I feel that newness that, yeah. that sort of rebirth and, um, I feel positive and, um, I think the world's like an incredibly fucked up place still. And I don't know that it's ever going to change about me that I'm not going to call it out. And, you know, people don't like when you do that and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I'm still here. I just, I needed to take a couple months to just kind of like get my head back together. Mm-hmm. It really hit me hard. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I was thinking about swords yesterday and I, um, you know, I think when we realize when we have a sword in us, our reaction is to just grab it and pull it out. <laughs> and, and what do we know about, I mean, from a medical standpoint, what do they say when you get stabbed? You keep it in there. Because you don't want to bleed out all right? over the place. The same happens with healing. <laughs> right. So when you realize you've been stabbed, your first step is to hold on to the, the sword and you're going to slowly over time pull it out. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be fucking painful. Mm-hmm. And you'll eventually get it pulled out and then your body can do its magical thing. Which is a little bit where I feel now, right? That for the first time in a long time, I feel, um, I feel stronger and clearer than I have in a long time. Yeah. Um, and that's a good thing. And, um, I'm just grateful that our listeners have come along with us. Even when, even when I did, I needed to take a break. Mm -hmm. I needed to take a pause. Um, we're still here. Yep. We sure are. I will say though, like when you were talking about Abby and, and Glenn and Doyle before, can I just share like why I can't <laughs> listen to their podcast anymore? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Because Glenn and Doyle revealed that when she wants sexy time, she speaks in a baby voice. And I was like, I can never listen to this woman again because now I can't get what Glenn and Doyle's baby voice when she went sex from Abby must sound like. And I'm like, is there anything, this is just me, but is there anything less sexy than somebody using a baby voice to talk to you about sex. Well, and their guest was that sex expert. And the the, the expert was like, oh, that's your discomfort around. 
Okay. So I, anyway. didn't even, I didn't even get to that part because I heard Gwen and Doyle. You're like, like I did. She was like, I use a baby voice when I want to have sex. And I was like, and I'm out. And I need, there's no amount of alcohol in the world that can make that sentence erased from my brain. So I love that you're still listening to them because you know how I feel about Abby Wambach. I love her. Yeah. She's one of my idols. Yeah. Um, and I can't listen to them. I need Abby to get her own podcast. <laughs> Abby, get your own podcast. She we'll needs her on. own podcast because the, the Glennon baby voice and sex is now like seared into my brain and it just, it needs to stop. <laughs> if anybody has any tips for me, please let me know. Okay. We done for today. All right. Balls of magic. Thank you so much for listening again. Go check out Outfront magazine. Um, um at outfrontmagazine.com they are based in denver because we're in denver we're in colorado as well and um yeah find us on the socials at uh i don't even know what they are i'm on social media (laughs) at um we're at facebook and instagram how to be queer how to be be how to be queer coaching and reach out and we want to hear your stories and your experiences. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at how to be queer podcast at gmail.com. All right, balls of magic. Love you. Love you too. Bye. 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 bye, bye, bye. bye. Okay.